Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 49, verses 1 through 12. Hear this, all you peoples. Give ear, all inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth shall speak wisdom. The meditation of my heart shall be understanding. I'll incline my ear to a proverb. I will solve my riddle to the music of the harp. Why should I fear in times of trouble when the iniquity of my persecutors surrounds me? those who trust in their wealth and boast of the abundance of their riches. Truly, no ransom avails for one's life. There is no price one can give to God for it. For the ransom of life is costly and can never suffice. That one should live on forever and never see the grave. When we look at the wise, they die. Fool and dolt perish together and leave their wealth to to others. Their graves are their homes forever. Their dwelling places to all generations. Though they named lands their own, mortals cannot abide in the pomp. They are like the animals that perish. Proverbs chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. Do not envy the wicked, nor desire to be with them, for their minds devise violence, and their lips talk of mischief. By wisdom a house is built and by understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with all the precious and pleasant riches. Wise warriors are mightier than strong ones, and those who have knowledge than those who have strength. And for by wise guidance you can wage your war, and in abundance of counselors there is victory. Wisdom is too high for fools. In the gate they do not open their mouths. Whoever plans to do evil will be called the mischief maker, The devising of folly is sin, and the scoffer is an abomination to all. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength will be your your strength being small. If you hold back from rescuing those taken away to death, those who go staggering to the slaughter. If you say, Look, we did not know this, does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay all according to their deeds? Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 24. Now this I affirm and insist on the Lord. You must no longer live as the Gentiles live in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of their ignorance and hardness of heart. They have lost all sensitivity and have abandoned themselves to the licentiousness, greedy, to practice every kind of impurity. That is not... That is not the way you learned Christ. For surely you have heard about him and were taught in him, as truth is in Jesus. You were taught to put away your former way of life, your old self, corrupt and deluded by its lusts, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to clothe yourselves with a new self, created according to the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness.
morning and welcome to the 8th Friday after Pentecost. I had to double check this morning. I thought we were reading the same Proverbs, but we've moved forward. Um, one chapter or two? I can't remember. Of course, we saw the psalm and then a reading from Ephesians. And the the theme, at least, continues to be wisdom. And anytime you're using Proverbs, that will very likely be pretty significant portion of um, you know what's trying to convey and the I mean the line that stuck out to me is really clear <laughs> verses 5 and 6 of the proverb wise warriors are mightier than strong ones and those who have knowledge than those who have strength for by wise guidance you can wage your war and in abundance of counselors there's victory so there's also this caution not just against isolationism or unilateralism um, because you need an abundance of counselors and who can provide wise guidance allies that can um, if they don't fight for you or at least supporting the cause um, but even more importantly that wisdom is more important than strength that you know numbers and technology and and firepower isn't necessarily going to win um, but wisdom and strategy, I suppose, um, are more important for um, winning battles and, and wars. Uh, and we typically think of wisdom or Sophia or like these wise sages as these people just kind of spit off proverbs um, like Solomon or something. Um, but they're also, uh, they, that isn't the only way that wisdom is manifested in this world. Um, it makes me think, actually, of this icon. I think I've posted it on Pew Pew HQ at some point. This icon of uh, General Mattis um, holding a grenade and uh, the Benedictine sign, I think. It may be a middle finger, but I think it's the uh, benediction. Um, and, it, you know, it's St. Mattis, for he, loved, for he so loved the core that he gave his only begotten fuck. <laughs> and um, Mattis and and the Corps and the military, for as, as much as we think of it in terms of raw firepower or sheer numbers or something, not numbers, we have a tiny military, um, the wisdom is necessary um, and it is celebrated in, within the context of military culture. And so Mattis, for example, is, you know, very... Um, careful and strategic. We saw that uh, as, as he was uh, serving the administration um, on both sides of the political aisle, people saw him as a bellwether. Um, and to a certain extent, John Kelly as well, who's also a, a retired general. Um, wisdom doesn't always look the same. It manifests itself within the context of the culture that it appears. And so Mattis um, he wasn't a big fan of the Mad Dog moniker, but, you know, it was used for political points anyway. Um, but he was thoughtful. Um, he, and the wisdom he displayed was not just book knowledge, not just experience, um, but also character. Uh, character is a kind of wisdom, a willingness to commit oneself to the wisdom of being uh, the good person that you were created to be. Uh, so Mattis wasn't swayed by, you know, the 
the winds of, of change and chaos in the White House. Um, and he left when he felt that there was a breaking point. I think that was, oh man, I can't remember when that, what precipitated his departure. Um, but I, I think even to civilian eyes and ears that Mattis's character and wisdom was clear. And to the military, I mean, that's what, we can call it anything. We can call it, you know, uh, unfuckery or something. But that's just another name for the virtue of prudence, of wisdom, uh, that in the military doesn't necessarily look like, you know, bald-headed, wearing a loincloth, sitting on top of the mountain, or... Um, you know, ivory tower uh, behind a, a a wall of books kind of image. The military expresses and manifests its own form of, of wisdom. Um, and I think Mattis is, is one example of that. He's clearly not the only. Um, and you'll find them in the military. Uh, I Some of mine were officers and some of mine were non-commissioned officers. Um, and you'll know it when you see it. And it's a character feature that is unfortunately rare, I think. I could be wrong. For me, it was my first lieutenant, Lieutenant Bogarts. And um, I remember looking at him. He's, at first glance, he looks kind of like a nerd. And he's relatively soft-spoken, or he was. And, um, but he had his ranger tab, which is a big deal. So clearly he has some physical strength. Um, and I remember my first sergeant, uh, who was, uh, a 13 Fox as well, which is really uncommon. And the first sergeant had a fucking stick up his ass. Um, but he, I had one of the higher PT scores in the unit, in the battery. And he really wanted me to go to ranger school. And I really wanted to go to ranger school. But I knew that if I went, um, that I'd be kind of like paraded around by the first sergeant as, I don't know, to get other 13 Foxes to go or 13 Bravos. I suppose 13 Bravos could go to ranger school. I'm sure they did at some point. It's kind of rare. Um, and I was really conflicted. Like, I'd been trying to get to... the. I was trying to start the process for several months, and then the first sergeant came in, and, I mean, nobody liked him, unless you were a real ass-kisser. And then it became, am I doing this for me, or am I doing it for him? Um, and my lieutenant, Lieutenant Bogarts, he you know, he sent me down in his office, and which is rare for an E3 and an O1 or O2, O2. Um, you don't typically have in-depth conversations with your lieutenant, but he was a ranger, and I knew this was a conversation about ranger school. Anyway, he told me that um, that the reason he did ranger school was because he wanted to know if he could do it. And he encouraged me not to do it if it was for any reason other than I wanted something in myself. If I wanted to find or learn something about myself or... Um, you know, don't do it for anybody else but you. And if, you know, if something gets in the way of that or creates some kind of doubt, then then don't do it. I mean, I ended up not going to ranger school, um, which uh, it was unfortunate, but also, like, I knew unless that first sergeant was gone, uh, 
it, my accomplishment that meant so much to me, um, and that would have, you know, inspired me and, and helped my, my career, um, it would have been exploited. Um, and that would have undermined my own internal ability to take pride in, in my accomplishment. Um, and so the wise warrior is, is mightier than the strong one, and they are there. Wisdom will show itself in different ways in the military, um, and that doesn't mean it's not there. And it doesn't mean that wisdom is all raw, raw, siskumba, um, kill them all at God, sort them out. No, that's masquerading as wisdom. Wisdom is is hard to find, but it's there, and it will look uh, differently than it does in the civilian world, but it's there for those who are seeking it. Proper 12 from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the protector of all who trust in you, without whom nothing is strong, nothing is holy, increase and multiply upon us your mercy that with you as our ruler and guide, we may so pass through things temporal that we lose not the things eternal. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.